Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 18th of November. Today, the two-man showdown to decide who bats at five for the Aussies in the Ashes opener. Sam Kerr to stay put in London. You sound like you're from London. And the man they call Hectic Cheese, causing hectic problems in the NRL free agency frenzy. But first... I learned two things last night when I went to the Tim Zoo fight. Firstly, I've got a really small bladder. And secondly, Tim Zoo is awesome at boxing. Now he's on the run and Zoo attacks. And Zoo closing in with Takeshi in a way. Spun around and the uppercut gets through with the right hand. It's a big shot from Tim Zoo. Despite not getting the knockout that the crowd was so desperate for, Zoo was simply in another class against Japanese opponent Takeshi Inoue. Even with my continuous adventures to the bathroom, I managed to be on hand to witness Tim Zhu continue on his undefeated way, moving to 20 and 0 for his career with a unanimous points win. For your winner by unanimous decision, fighting out of the blue corner, Tim, the soul taker, Zhu! After the win, Zhu had nothing but praise for his vanquished opponent, but also had no answer for how the Japanese fighter ranked number seven in the world managed to stay on his feet during the 12-round barrage delivered by Zhu. The guy's built like a brick wall. I don't think um, any of the heavyweights can drop him. He's a, br- he's a brick wall, like literally, hands, hands up to him, man. That, that was a fucking warrior. And during his praise, Zhu also gave us an insight into the sounds that fighters can make in a ring. I heard him squeal like... 20 times. Squeal, piggy, squeal. And he, and he still didn't, wouldn't, wouldn't go down, you know. You see his, his face, it's completely battered. His body, I'm sure he's going to be sore tomorrow, but man, what a warrior. And while Inouye headed straight for the hospital after the fight to check on his injuries, Zhu immediately turned his attention to the world champions of the super welterweight division. You boys finish your, your little honeymoons and start get back in the gym and start training. I'm coming for all of you, every single one of you. The Aussie squad for the first Ashes test was announced yesterday and with Marcus Harris locked in to partner David Warner at the top of the order, Michael Ness, Jai Richardson and Mitchell Swepson providing the bowling depth behind the regulars Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins and Lyon, the only question remaining is who will bat at five? And it would seem that there's a shootout looming. On the drive, gets the full toss. The magical moment arrives with the boundary. Travis Head, he's made in 100 for Australia. In one corner, we have 27-year-old South Australian Travis Head, who, despite being the front runner, has struggled at the crease, scoring just one half century from his last five innings. And in the other corner... Yes! There it goes. Well played, Kawaja. Usman Kawaja, his first 100 at the Sydney Cricket Ground. 34-year-old Usman Khawaja, who has absolutely smashed the door down with his domestic form in looking to return to the national side for the first time since being dropped in 2019. But three weeks out from the first test, it would seem that the selectors can't split the pair. I can't decide. So it'll be guns at dawn between the two men. But instead of guns, it'll be cricket bats. And instead of dawn, it'll be December 1st in Brisbane, when Khawaja and Head will both participate in a three-day intra-squad game where it'll be winner-takes-all. Or in this case, winner takes the number five spot for the first test of the Ashes. There really is only one Brandon Smith. Cheese! 
Yeah. How was that? How did that feel? Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I mean, I played pretty shit tonight, but uh, I got the ring and, um, yeah, it's for sale. I need to pay for all the beers I'm about to sink. The man known as Hectic Cheese is a unique character, but he's also a hell of a rugby league player and is currently being courted by plenty of NRL clubs looking to pay handsomely for the 25-year-old hooker's services. Smith has already wrapped up his tour of the Queensland clubs, visiting the Titans, Cowboys and the newest franchise, the Dolphins. Although, when he was doorstopped on the way out of that last club, he insists he was there for other reasons. Uh, what meeting? I was just sitting here playing the pokies. <laughs> Despite having some fun on the pokies at the Dolphins, according to Fox Sports' James Hooper, Smith is set to visit another club this Monday, and it could be a game-changer. Smith is reportedly set to tour the Roosters' facilities at the beginning of next week before returning to Melbourne to make his decision. And when you look back at Roosters' chairman Nick Politis' ability to land big-name players, it doesn't bode well for Smith's other suitors. While the Socceroos are busy plotting their now difficult route to next year's Football World Cup, one of Australia's brightest stars isn't going anywhere. All the way through for Sam Sam Kerr has signed a new deal with Chelsea in the English Women's Super League that will keep her with the defending champions through till the middle of 2024, just before the Paris Olympics. I can't see myself going anywhere else in the world or leaving Europe and having what I have at Chelsea. And yeah, I just felt like time was right, honestly. I didn't feel like I wanted to rush into anything and um, like signing here the first time, it just happened naturally. The new deal will also keep Kerr up the pointy end of the women's football pay scale where she belongs, as she's set to earn in excess of $600,000 a season. Kerr is the reigning Golden Boot winner of the WSL and remains the only footballer, male or female, to win the top scorer award on three separate continents. I don't go out there to win Golden Boots. I'm not going to lie, it's obviously nice when I do win them, but that's not my main goal at the start of the year and um, it's obviously a nice reward. but. If I won golden boots after golden boots and no trophies, it wouldn't be that rewarding to me. So I think that's why last season winning the golden boot and winning the league was really rewarding because finally the golden boot meant something. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 18th of November. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow for your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.